it's African Americans are 33% divorces per year per 1,000 married residents. Compared to all the other demographics, we're the highest. Yes, Hispanic women are 22%, white women 19%, Asian women 11%. Now, this one right here is what bothers me the most, right? It says almost 70% 70, 70 of divorces initiated by women, 30% by men. And it says, surveys show that such disparity results that such disparity results from women's high and later unmet expectations of emotional support from men. And so we know like, they used to say uh, finance was the reason, money was the reason that caused most divorces. Now they're saying it's what, ir irreconcilable differences. Something like that, people just saying I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm just not happy in my relationship anymore. And we believe marriage is much more than about happiness. And so we, we always are going to try to encourage people to work it out. Our main, what's our, our saying? Make it work. That's it. It sounds, it's, it's simple, but it ain't easy. We know that. But we just want to encourage to, uh, to make it easy. All right. Um, I don't even need to read this one. It just makes it sound even more, even worse. But I'm not saying this to beat up on women at all, right? Because all the statistics talking about women, because women are the reason, the majority reason for divorces, right? It, what it doesn't include is that men stepped out or something and so women initiated it or it doesn't say anything about what the men did. So I'm not saying like all these divorces are because of women, but this is just what the statistics show. We just want to do better within our community. We want to encourage better. And I, I don't ever plan on getting divorced once I get married. Just death do a spot. That's it. All right. So welcome. <laughs> say it again. Body day. Period. All right, so welcome to What Did You Hear Me Stay? Welcome. So this session here, that's the subtitle, Am I Stewarding My Relationship Well? And so God gave me this probably about two weeks ago because he's just been dealing with me on stewardship, 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 everything in life, relationship, money, my body, health, everything, where I talk all that. And so the selfish always loses. Can you hit the next one for me, please? Sure. Right, so this is... um. A clip from our podcast that we're about to show, and we're what going to and I, and I have learned, like, Adrian, it's not that important. Like, let it go. Mo told me, he was like, man, one thing I learned about marriage is we have to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to be willing to be wrong for the sake of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you got it. What have you learned, though, about yourself? I've learned that... That my the relationship is more important than than even my peace, um, and just being able like being able to because I want to be heard, being able to hear, mm -hmm. like even 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 understanding the things that you don't say, like <laughs> example like yesterday you weren't gonna say anything back to me and I just came back with something and I was like <laughs> because I knew you weren't gonna say anything else yeah, and I was like right. yeah. And I was like, well, let me, because at the end of the day. I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah because at the end of the day, again, it's not about me being right, right? It's about mm -hmm. us being in the right relationship. So I just basically was like, okay, here, like, I want you to know, like, it's no, like, I don't mean anything harmful. I just want to make it right. Like, let's mm -hmm. do this, da, 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 da. 
And I can see, like, instantly that you were like, okay, well, I'm turned back on because it was like, you was like, da, da. Like, you kept coming back with things. And I was like, okay, this is good because I opened him back up. Because <laughs> he was about to shut all the way down. And it's okay because I feel like you have to be, you have to acknowledge that you have triggered somebody or you have said something or you're being impossible in your conversation. Because sometimes I know that I can be impossible in my conversation. And that's hard for people that's to really... That, yeah, so that's hard for people to really um, say aloud because it's, it doesn't feel good to say that about yourself. Or you can recognize. say that about somebody else. Right, or recognize. Mm -hmm. You can't say that usually about yourself. So I've learned that. No, I don't. She remembers what the conversation Do you remember what it was? I don't remember what the conversation was. So just a little backdrop of um, what we're talking about. So we, I believe that that was a conversation that we were having in regards to, um, I think, oh, it was about black women and that was a black women and white men or something like that. Some, it, was a, it was a woman who was interviewing a, a white man and he was talking about how black men, you remember now? Oh, yeah. How black men weren't powerful and how if they were competing with anybody, yeah. they were competing with black women. Um, and I, I think, I don't know what I, I think I didn't understand you. And what I started to do is I started to use sarcasm. And AJ and I talk about all the time how sarcasm is the language of pain. Um, usually when, when we use sarcasm, we are, we're trying, we have a defense mechanism up. Like we're literally trying to hurt the other person before we're able to explain ourselves. And so when I use sarcasm, he shut down. He was like, not about to say anything else. And I knew it. Because I knew I was using sarcasm. Because it's something that rises up in me. I don't know if y'all ladies feel that too. Like, whenever I'm about to get cute, I feel it. Because I'm about, like, I'm, I feel bothered. So now I have to bother you because I'm bothered. And I knew that that's what I was doing. So when he got quiet, I said, I came back with something. I don't remember if it, it wasn't an apology. But it was definitely me opening up the door to more conversation. Because I knew that I was being, you know, I was shutting down. And he said something about it. He said, <laughs> I'm learning from you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got sarcastic with me, and I could tell, so that's why I wasn't gonna feed into that. I wasn't gonna keep that fire burning. Because of course he could have been sarcastic back, but he was just like, he just shut it down. So in this clip, I was just talking about how, you know, sometimes you have to lend that olive branch and, and like, you know, say to, you know, if you're sitting with the other, or a man, or even um, on the men's side, a woman, um, hey, here, like, I ain't trying to hurt you. I'm not fighting you. Like, we're, this is a problem that we want to solve, or this is something that I want to understand. So, you know, I'm having yeah. that conversation. So, what happened was, I knew that she was getting sarcastic, and like she said, I said, I'm not going to feed into that. And so, when she reached back out, it was like, probably like six, eight minutes later or something, she texts back, I knew that that was her, because I know Dara, I know her personality, I know she's not, like, malicious on purpose. And she told me something... Like she said, sarcasm is the language of the hurt. So me knowing her, knowing she's not a malicious person, knowing like we're friends, like she ain't my enemy. When she reached back out, I was like, all right. I, would, if I thought about it. My mind said, man, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing back. I'm just going to like the message and go on. But I was like, all right, nah, let me. Because that's me playing my part in our relationship with us being in in right relationship. And we today is just about selfishness and how it hurts the relationships because that's exactly what that was like that replying in sarcasm it's a selfish thing because my feelings was triggered about something and it's like it's like a lash out and it would have been selfish of me just to not even respond and be like nah this is dead right here and so 
what we have here, I know y'all see the cards on the table. Not yet, not yet. We got the cards on the table, and we're going to start uh, the little restorative justice model when we go around. Who, who want to start? Y'all, I know y'all don't know what's coming up, but who volunteers to start it off? Like you. All right, so we're going to spin the bottle then. Shoot, all right? You. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start it off. And so what we have here is we got four deck of cards. When she goes to the next screen, it's going to show you some personality traits, right? The one that is you the most, that is the card you're going to pick up. They're number one, two, three, or four. That's the one you're going to pick up, and you're going to leave it face down. Don't, don't look at it. I mean, it really don't matter if you look at it, but just don't for the time being. All right. All right. We got, can y'all open up a little bit? We got some uh, late bloomers coming in the building. All right. Real quick, what's y'all names? Ronald. Tamika and Ronald, I thank y'all for attending. We have a, a NDA. We need y'all to sign before we continue, please. You can read it or you can trust Dara. She drafted it. <laughs> y'all want to quickly uh, introduce yourselves, Tamika and Ronald. How long y'all been together? Well, you mother, you married. Dating, single. Yeah. Married. All right. yeah. 15 years separated. Uh-oh, new OGs. Oh, new OGs. 18 years together. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Two, well, three children. Working at a uh, government agency for uh, 28 years. <laughs> so that thing right there, because of what you just said, just is the consent, meaning that this is being recorded, Yes. <laughs> that's what that. Yeah, that's what that paper is. Cause you said government agency. I ain't want you to go oh. deep. Like, yeah, I worked for CIA. I was in Iraq. And right. Yeah. All right. Where we're at right now is these are just some personality traits. They're number one through four. These cards are also number one through four. Whichever one is you the most, that's the card you're gonna pick up. You ain't got to dig, it's one, two, three, four. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, my bad. Did y'all know that was four? I hope y'all did. Process of elimination. All right, all right. All right so I'm going to read it for the, for the mic. Number one says, you prefer to initiate things, take the lead. Two says, you're methodical, tactful. Number three says, you're supportive. And number four says, you're adjustable. Now, I did not give you, like, I just said, which one you feel is you the most? Not which one you feel is you in the relationship, not which one you feel is you at work. I wanted whatever came to mind about yourself, because I want y'all to be just completely true and honest with this. <laughs> she, done, she done switched up. Oh, he. <laughs> All right, so look. <laughs> no, because, nah, so this is what, how you feel, what you believe about yourself. Just, just be honest. Not what you want to be, but just be honest with yourself. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer out for sake of the activity. Now, this is not a different. You can change it if you want. <laughs> you can change it if you want. So this is not like a definitive thing. I want y'all to understand this is just for the sake of the activity so that we can consider it, consider ourselves and consider our, how we are in our relationship. Dang, does anybody else want to change? Goodness gracious. 
All right, so look, this is what I want you to do. Keep this one in your left hand. Okay. Can you hit the next one for me? Now, these are, so these are, you see those were positive traits. Mm -hmm. These are negative traits. <laughs> so <laughs> which one is you the most? You pick that card up. Out of your negative traits, if this is, which one is you the most? Oh, I'm sorry, let me get one for my, for the first one. You want to get one, Dar? I know, I, I know. So my negative trait, um, it's tough. Which one did you the most, right? Look, I didn't even do it. I, I said I'm going to do this with y'all, so I don't even know. I'm a little bit of all of them, bro. Whichever one is you the most. All right, so what's, what's happening here is you got three and four, right? Somebody's playing a team sport. Somebody's playing an uh, individual individual game, like adjust, uh, Tunk and poker is like every man for himself, right? It's like playing tennis or something versus playing, playing football. And so I put adjustable for Tunk because, you know, with Tunk it ain't, you could switch up, do whatever, you're doing whatever you can just for you to win. Now it could, it can work well with, uh, with teams and everything, but it's just how I did. That's why I say it's not really declarative. Don't take it personally, but what we want to do is we want to really dig into our relationships and, and see how, at any point in time, are we speaking different languages? How, is, how are we not working together? You know, I don't want to hear, the, I mean, you can, tell, you can tell us the good, but we want to hear about what can be improved. So if you, you see he's playing, he's playing spades, you're playing tongue, I want you to elaborate how that is working against y'all. Like at any point in time in y'all relationship, do you feel like we ain't on the same page? I'm I'm talking Spanish. I'm talking English. He's talking Spanish or something. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Here, it's on. <coughs> okay, my name is Kim again. <laughs> I pick supportive number three because I oh, am. You picked three. I did. I thought you said you picked adjustable. No, no. he picked adjustable. picked adjustable. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. Yes, I pick supportive because I am supportive. Like. You could tell me you about to take over the world. I'm like, I'm there for you. I'm there. I'm right there supporting everything you do. Like, it was something that my husband did do that I was not on one accord with. God didn't give me the same thing he gave him, but it's not supposed to be like that sometimes. And I still was like, okay, I'm going home. What we got to do? What What you want me to do? What you need me to do? You going to quit your job? Okay, let me let me put this, this, this over here, this, that third, so you can go to school, so you can do what you wanted to do. But deep down, I was just like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> Lord, I cannot, I don't know how we gonna do this. Like, somebody gonna have to get on the corner, something, something's <laughs> gonna happen. I'm about to be a plus size stripper or something, Lord, something. But I didn't show him that. I still was supportive because as a wife, he's supposed to take the lead all the time. You're supposed to submit and be supportive. So that's exactly what I did. But I'm supportive in everything. Like what I was telling my young friend over here that I'm working with my sister. She has her own Montessori school. I don't want to work with children anymore. But I'm there every day from sunup to sundown supporting her and her dream. That's why I pick supportive. Two and a half. No, you already five minutes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. Okay. Oh. oh, the couples. You pick supportive, right? Adjustable. 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 Um, my name is Van. Once again, um, for me, 
being adjustable is just basically being able to adapt to my whatever environment that I have to that I'm gonna go into. Um, it's just more so like. I've been put in situations to where I had to just adjust and not be comfortable where I was at. Like I had to literally just like, you know what, all right, cool. I gotta do this, this is what I'm gonna do. Like she said, it was certain things that I had said that I didn't wanna do, but I knew it had to be done. Um, it was one major thing that we, cause we were both, we were both entrepreneurs. So it came to a point, both of us, I, I had came to a conclusion that both of us had to do it. But um, it was to a point we were like, okay, we want to get jobs. It really, the same looks. <laughs> it really, it really like stirred something with us because I'm looking at it from a standpoint like, all right, we got bills, everything's stacking up, like the world opened it back up, we need to get some money in the household. It kind of stirred a whole it kind of brought a whole disturbance in the household. So I knew that I had to adjust to how she was feeling and be like, you know what, I'll go out. I have to do this because I'm the head of the household. So I went out and I adjusted and made the made that move that I had to make for, for us. And it kind of trickled down and kind of followed. So now we're in, that, in a better place and, and growing from there. Okay, hold on, thing. Oh, I'm Ronald Smulat. Um, I pick uh, adjustable. Um, I think my reasoning for picking adjustable um, is based on uh, a lot of past uh, past trauma or past issues that I brought into our relationship. So um, I feel as though um, I have the ability to adapt and adjust to any situation or to whatever it is that my wife need me to adapt and adjust to, whether I agree with it or or not. Um, and it has a lot to do with, you know, just my personal feelings towards myself. Like, you know, for example, who the who the hell am I to to, you know, to complain about anything when I've put her through hell, you know what I'm saying, in in, in the past. So um I just, I, but I'm able to adjust um, anyway. Um, you know, I've always was like that kid that, you know, ain't really had much. So I always had to adjust and adapt to, you know, my circumstances. Um, you know, you just play the hand that you dealt pretty much. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's not, I don't look at me being adjustable as a, the crazy thing about it, I don't look at it as being a positive, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at it as being a positive. Mm -hmm. um, just because sometimes you don't really want to adjust. Sometimes you kind of force the door. So even even though, you know, we may say, hey, I'm a chameleon. I can adapt to any type of environment. I could sit at any type of table. Doesn't always necessarily mean that it's a positive treat. You know, sometimes it, it, it it's forced. Um, you know, with, with the way our life structured, uh, my wife is extremely busy. She has her hands in multiple, multiple, multiple um, pots. She's a community servant, a community leader. She's a program developer. She's a mentor to children. She's a mentor to seniors. So 
as as her spouse, I know she's pulled in a whole bunch of different directions. So, you know, I may want to go out on a date, but she might got a program. So I got to adjust to the fact that I got to share her with a lot of people. Um, I kind of was jealous at first. I, get, I, get, I thought I get five minutes. Together. Oh, we get five minutes together. Oh, okay, so, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that, that's it. I'm, I got to yield to to the missus. Because I go in. Yeah, I go in. I'll leave some, I'll leave some, I'll leave some space for <laughs> I, um, my name is Tamika, and I chose number one. <laughs> and typically, you know, I do initiate things. Um, if I see there's a need, that's what work, even home, I just initiate um, and take lead. So that definitely speaks to um, even with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's aggravating sometimes because sometimes you're like, well, why don't you decide sometimes? So, um, but most of the time, yeah, I, I take the lead. You're smarter than me, though. <laughs> and you make better decisions have, than I do. That's not always true. But I'm just being honest. That's not always true. But that's how I feel. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I feel like you, you, you make better There's decisions. There's still growth, right? <laughs> it's still time. Oh. 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 Oh, she pay, oh, she pays it back to me? <laughs> you can. You can. You want to take a minute? We got a minute left. You have more to say? Nah, I'm going to go. Yeah, um, I'll just real quick, um, Dara. Um, I actually saw two that were me, and it makes sense because they're both red cards. They're both the um, individualistic cards, um, methodical, tactful, and adjustable. But I'm like you, Ronald, sometimes I don't want to adjust, but I just have been like reared that way. Like I'm usually the one who I don't feel like anything is that, you know, serious for me to lose everything for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just kind of move the way I need to move. And I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that I work with a lot of people. And I know everybody's different, right? Um, at the end of the day, I know who I am, but it doesn't bother me that other people are themselves. So I'm able to adjust in that sense, so. Joaquin. So I put um, one, prefer to initiate things and take lead. A lot of that just has to do with like how I was raised. Like I was always on the opposite spectrum. So like my father had custody of three kids and like my mom wasn't around. So like I would just witness my father go through this stuff and I was like, all right, so this is, this is how I have to do it, right? Like he's out working, all right, well, you know, when it's my time, I gotta be able to work. I gotta be able to hold things down. So I don't know, it was like, a, it was a learned behavior. And I think because like my mom wasn't around, it was just my father like like really raising us. He poured into me differently so that like if there was ever a situation where, you know what I mean, I was married or I had to provide or things like that, that like I wouldn't second guess things or, or things like that. And plus, I think um, he conditioned me to do stuff like that. So he would say he would do things like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to I got to go to work because he worked at night. And he would say things like the foods, the foods there. You got to prepare it like. There's there's food in the, in the in the refrigerator, but you gotta get you something to eat, you know that type of stuff. So um, I don't know. I think I was just raised to take the lead and raised to um, to initiate things. I'm Chanel. Uh, initially, I picked 
adjustable, but I was thinking that's not true because even walking will tell me like, you just want to do it your way. So, you know, I'm not really adjustable, but I feel like I am. I feel like supportive and adjustable go together. So in the end, I ended up picking supportive because I found that that role is easier for me. Methodical and tactful just seemed like just throw manipulative in there with it. And that wasn't really me. And then prefer to initiate. I'm like so lackluster. Okay, if you want to or, you know. Oh, if you go to two, that's where they affect our relationship. The, like, I instantly told Joaquin, you're picking one, right? I know you're going to pick one because that's who he is. And I always tell him, it's, I usually say it as a dig, but, like, I whatever it is, either the either the sun circulates around the whatever, how, you know, I'm like, you're the planet, I'm the sun, I, I rotate around you, whatever you need, you know. Well, whatever, but that's how I, I feel. Like, I just rotate around whatever his needs are. So, I'm supportive. Oh, you want to? We're good. Um, Justin, I chose methodical and tactful. Uh, when I look at the word methodical, I correlate it to purposeful. Um, this is my very first relationship. Right, so 20, that'd be 26 next week, or week after next. And being in my first relationship for almost two years, I was so happy to be in it that I figured out that I was also in a, um, a space of complacency, um, just because I was just content with being in the relationship. So being methodical, being purposeful, I've had to adjust to not just thinking about myself and thinking about, oh, you're in it, you'll be in it, you're good. I have to be purposeful to keep her engaged, to keep our relationship, the, the fire, you know, I got to keep the embers lit. And so everything I do with her, for her, has to be done with purpose. And, yeah. Gracias. Do you have to click something? Okay, no. Uh, Jelani, um, I picked supportive, um, and kind of like Joaquin, my familial background kind of forced me into like the supportive role. I grew up with a single mother, um, younger brother and stuff like that, so, and I was the eldest in the house. I have older siblings, but I was the eldest in the house, um, and I wasn't really receiving that support from my mother, so then I kind of said, well, I don't want to be like my mother. I want to be better than what she was. So then I kind of took the role of supporting everybody who comes into my life. So that could be broken souls, that could be people coming whole or whatever the case may be. So when Justin showed up, before you know, I get to really, I delve deep into someone, I just sit back, observe, and really listen to what they're saying. And so I'm listening to Justin's story and I'm like, damn, like this dude really don't have no support from nobody. He's telling me about his acting career, he wants to be a voice actor and stuff. And I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it? Like, you know, get out there. He don't got no friends that's telling him go. He don't have no family telling him go. And I'm like, nah, do it, do it. Like, you could do this. So I feel like, for me, that could be a good and a bad thing, right? Like, I could be supporting people so much where I'm draining myself. Or I could be supporting people so much where it's like propelling them, but then, you know, I'm losing fire and pouring out of my cup. So I think supportiveness is like, kind of like a balance here. You have to really have that balance when supporting people, knowing to like take a step back and say, okay, listen, 
I can support you from a distance or I'm gonna just be all in. So that's me. Oh, are we? Nice some more to say. Little, oh, you funny. Oh, oh, all right. I thought you said little man. <laughs> no. Um, so for me, I thought you. Was, I, no, I was just gonna cut you up a little bit. I thought you were trying to get me. It's cool. For me, I'm gonna be honest. I pick one. Prefer to initiate things and take the lead because that's just who I am. But just being real. Oh, let me first. I was 26 when I had my first real relationship too, Justin. I had other ones that girls made themselves my girlfriends, but I ain't never really consider it, but just me being intentional with a woman, I was 26. Um, now, I prefer to initiate things and take the lead. That's just my, my personality. One, I'll admit it's because I do have a little bit of selfishness, and if I feel like something is just like stupid or just, it does not need to be done this way or it's just not going to be effective, we don't even need like. God had to convict me to tell me, like, look here, if it's not your idea, you still do it as if it was yours. Mm -hmm. But just me innately, like, this, my personality, like, I'm determined to get something done. I'm determined to get us there. And I understand that, like, being a pilot, taking the lead, the pilot is the one to get, it, get you to the destination, you know. It ain't the, it ain't the air traffic control driving the plane. It ain't the, the stewardess and none of that, it's the one who drive it. And that, I just prefer to be that. My character is just going to do that because I don't want to fail. And because I'm, I'm a people person too, I don't want to see you fail. See you fail. Like, I'm the type of person that if you ride in the car with me and it's late night, I'm going to do everything I can so I don't fall asleep and crash this car and then both of us die or whatever. Now, where I, <laughs> but where I, because, you know, if, if I die, cool, but if you die, then it's like, I never forgive myself. Now, where I failed at in my relationships, I can admit this, is I did not be myself with that. Like, I always tried to do four, tried to be adjustable, like, over-considering and everything. And I, I realized in my last relationship, just sitting here thinking about it, that's not, and she said this a couple times to me, like, that's not, she wanted me to take the lead. She wanted, like, like what you said, she wanted me to take the lead, and even in her endeavors. And I kept telling her, like, man, I, I don't do that. That's what... That's what you do. I'm here to support you in this. She's like, I don't want you to support. I want you to. She basically, I want you to lead me. I want you to. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I just, I just didn't do it. And I, I realized I, I failed her in that because I just wasn't being my full self. Um, I wrote something on here too. Just listening to y'all. Y'all could address it if y'all want to. If you don't, it don't matter. But um, y'all's was adjustable and supportive, right? And so I was just questioning, like, who's leading? Like when, y'all can answer this, I'm not attacking your relationship, but that's just a real question I had because I heard you say like, at some times you like, you're the man, I want you to lead. And what I, I guess what I'm asking is, because just because he's supportive, you was supportive, you was adjustable. Just because he's adjustable doesn't mean he, he can't lead. Like, he can lead in being adjustable. Like, and I heard that in what you were saying as in, this is what needed to be done. So I had, I went ahead and did it, and then, she, and then she fell in line. So that's good. But my question was just like, who's leading, like taking initiative, and is it helping? Well, it's going to get there. Okay. It's going to get there. I got a minute. And, <laughs> and for y'all, because it seems like y'all matched up perfectly also, where you was, you was adjustable and she was take the lead, and then I heard you say some things like you want him to take the lead, like there's room for growth and everything, but it seemed like it worked so well. Like you the one that's busy, he the one supporting, doesn't mean that he's not the head of the relationship, it means that I understand who I am in my best me, and I understand who you are 
in your best you. And this is just how it's working out. It doesn't mean like we're out of order or anything. But I just had a question, like, because I know women want, like, you you want your man to take the lead or anything. But if it never looked like that, would that be an issue? And you don't have to answer that now. That's just a question that I had raised. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, this is AJ, by the way. Um, this is Sinatra. So um, I have one, uh, preferred to initiate things and take lead. Um, my first choice was adjustable, but I had to realize that being adjustable is who I am aiming to become. But I still am that person even before me realizing that this is who I'm becoming, if that makes any sense at all. Um, but initiating things and taking lead is, ju is just me. I am a pre-K teacher. I'm bossing kids around all day, you know? <laughs> but um, it also wasn't my first choice because it didn't seem positive to me when I first saw it, when I saw it up there. I was like, eek. You know, as the woman in the relationship, in the marriage, I know that my man is supposed to, you know, take lead. So that's why I said the adjustable part is who I'm becoming because I do realize that. But a lot of uh, taking lead has to also do with the way that I was brought up. Um, my my father, more so my father, my mom, she, she held my hand a lot, but my father did not. And he showed me, like, all right, this is how you do it. Now you are young. So I feel like that's how... It worked for me, <laughs> so now I feel like, all right, my son is going to learn this way too, and you know, um, <laughs> you, he knows how I feel. There is no sugarcoat in anything, but we both, you know, we are not perfect, and we both don't know it all. So there, we're both we're both learning from one another, and there are times where you know, even a you know, even even being around each other's families, where we'll hear them admit, oh yeah, I didn't do that. For him or my mother and father saying well I didn't do that for her so now it's like all right well let me help let me take lead let me show you you know um, but in a positive way you know it's not to beat him down belittle him or in any type of way I ask him you know or I suggest I say hey you know this is another way that you know we can do things or sometimes it's like I, I do hear a guy and he'll be like you know what Lead by example, you know, in some ways, especially, you know, uh, our spiritual lives and stuff, you know. But, um, yeah, that's, let me see, I wrote some things down. Um, and he's not, he's not, um, he's not high maintenance. So it's like, it's easy for me to initiate things. So if that could be looked at in a positive way. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm Kendall. Um, so I chose adjustable. Um, so for me, I'm just a laid back kind of kind of guy. Um, and you know, I I do I do take lead for sure. Like I, I lead my household, but at some my life is crazy, so I do a lot of different things as well. So I'm all over the place. Um, so that's why I rely on her to do a lot of the the kind of like home stuff for, for us. And it just works out, right? So um, grow, so it's just growing up, my dad wasn't like, he wasn't around too much because he was working. So 
I just learned life kind of on my own. You know what I mean? So whether it's just like women, how to talk to women, you know, the, the, the whole sex thing, I learned that on my own. I learned, I learned how to do uh, all, how to be a man came from kind of me and then my uncle. And my dad came later. So that's where my adjustable style comes from because I learned on the fly. Um, so yes, I do agree with you. It can be a negative, um, but that's just how I am. That's just who I, who I am as a, as a man. Um, and it's been, like I said, it's been working for us. Um, I'm not high maintenance at all. Um, you know, whatever she said, like she, whatever you want to cook, you cook. Or you know, whatever. I, as long as the house is run, we're not we're not at at war. To, I'm happy. So that's just that's just what it is. Do you want to answer his question? What? Yes, we want to answer your question. So um, this is Kim. <clears throat> to AJ's question. In the beginning of our relationship, I was the lead. I definitely was, only because, like, um, I'm forgetting, Jelani, uh, I wasn't born, I wasn't raised, I was raised in a one-parent household, my mom, and my mom was like a superwoman to me. So I was just like, I'm gonna be like my mom when I get over, and knowing her now that I'm 37, I'm like, I don't want to be like that. My mom is the, it's my way or the highway person. You're going to do what I say. When I say you're going to do it, you're going to eat, you're going to sleep. You. I do not want to be that way. So in the relationship, before we got married, my husband told me, you don't listen to me. And I was like, what? You? If I don't listen to you, why you want to marry me then? And he's like, you don't listen to me in the way of, I'm asking you not to do something and you're still doing it as far as paying a bill or buying him something or buying me something. And he's like, you're always taking the lead. And I said, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, Lord, like, change me because I'm so used to it. I've been on my own. I've been paying my own bills. I've been making my own money. And now we're about to be one. God, change me. That was my prayer, and so I've always been supportive, though. Always, no matter what it is, who it is, I'm always supportive. It could be a stranger on the street. Man, I like how you put that outfit together. Keep that up. You, that is me, but in the beginning, when my husband told me, you don't listen to me, and we were not even about to get married. We were like two months from our wedding, mm -hmm. and he said that, I was still defense. I was defensive. Mm -hmm. Oh, bye. You can go. He said I put him out, and I don't remember it. I really don't. <laughs> he said you you told me I can leave, and I was like, well, bye then. Go then. What if whatever? And <laughs> okay, he he's our brother. He's okay. He's our best friend. Whatever. Um, and we really had to call our spiritual family that has been married for 20 plus years to guide us through it because we were both hot-headed. And I was not trying to hear what he was saying because I had that lead, menta lead mentality. So now I am support, I'm still supportive, always supportive, and I allow my husband to lead. When you, when you wanna lead, baby, go on lead. He wanted to go to Royal Farm, so let's go to Royal Farm. <laughs> that's what we gonna eat. So that's how we are. <laughs> Um, this is Van again. Um, 
basically when you when I say I'm adjustable, like the way I was raised, my mom like kind of like her mom. My mom is always like has to be in front of everything. So it was kind of like I had to be like, all right, ma, all right, I'm gonna just go, I'm gonna just go that way wherever you go. You go left, I'm gonna go left. You go. So it was more to a point I was used to that. And when it came, and then when it comes to us, it can be either or. It's been times where we both actually take lead, and I don't mind sitting back. It's times where I'll take lead and she'll. She's fine with that. That's what she wants. She really wants me just to be lead all the time. There's no adjusting or anything. But I'm able to adjust to the fact that um, if she ta- if she if it's to a point in our relationship where we have to, if she had to take lead, I'm adjust to it. If I got to take lead, I can be able to. I'm able to adjust and do that as well because of my background and how my mom was like very stern and having everything organized. Just just showing me how to be more of a Raising me as a man and having my stepfather as well, helping me become that lead and showing me how to become a leader in the household. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say I'm, I'm kind of working my way towards being taking taking lead. But as of right now, it's still as a point of us being adjustable in our relationship. You gotta repeat the question for me. <laughs> what was that? Uh, this Ronald. Oh no, I was saying. Y'all, and it sound like when y'all was talking, y'all worked well. Like you said, you was adjusting. She was saying she, uh, yeah, you said you was adjusting. She said she preferred to take lead. It sound like it worked. It worked well. Like you said, she's real busy. She's active. And you ain't doing the things she do. And you might adjust. Like I realized I got to share my wife and the community and this and that, such and such. But she was saying, you know, I wish you would take the lead sometimes. Yeah. And you know, and I, I understand that not all. Like, leading doesn't always mean I'm making all the decisions and everything. Leading could be, I understand who you are and this is your position. I understand who I am and this is what works well for our relationship because what we're about is being in right relationship and, you know, utilizing your personality, optimizing your personalities to work well to this relationship. So my question was, like, is that, because she asked the question, I'm like, do you see that as something wrong or What's wrong with the dynamic as as it is? Um, well, I I for I'll ask and I'll answer and then I'll let you let you go. Um, this wrong. Um, I think understanding and knowing my wife, um, the reason the reason being is to be honest, we just became a married couple three years ago. We've been married fifteen years. We've been together eighteen years. I just grew up three years ago. Right? I just matured to be the husband and the support system that she needed, that she always knew I should be, could be. Um, So, you know, her saying that there's always room for growth. um, And then a lot of my adjustability came because I was doing, are we allowed to express ourselves freely? Okay. Um, And part of my, you know, me being always willing to be adjustable is because a lot of shit that I did you know, it was like, well, I can't, I can't not be supportive or adjustable to whatever she need. And I'm out here ripping and running and doing all type of dumb shit. And then when she asked me to do something, I'ma, I'ma had the audacity not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Or or not to adjust. So the the room for growth part is, yeah, we still growing and evolving as a as a couple, but you know, she's 
she's exactly who I'm supposed to be with. Like, God placed her in my life to save my life because I'm listening to everybody talk, and I ain't had none of the shit y'all had. None of it. You know what I'm saying? And my father wasn't in my life, and he lived 10 minutes away from me. Wasn't in my life. My mom was a single mom, battled certain things. She she didn't have a, a drug addiction or anything like that, but she had an addiction to men. You know what I'm saying? So... As a 12-year-old, 11-year-old child, I was forced to run my mother's household. I was forced to raise my sisters. Um, I can remember a time where I would get up to go to school. I'm in high school, and I look over, my brother, who was just born, on the couch. I don't know where my mother at. So I can't go to school. Um, and when she was placed in my life, everything that I needed to assist me in becoming a man, like, I've been... Growing, she's been assisting me and being supportive for me and actually growing and developing into, you know, a real man. Because the shit that I used to do, ripping and running the streets, I did seven years in, in federal prison. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife got together as soon as I came home from jail. But we grew up together. We've known each other since we were in high school. But, um, you know, the room for growth part is... is just because, you know, I'm still growing, I'm still evolving as a man, as a father, and I battled with an alcohol addiction for years that I've, you know, that I've overcome. Amen. So. Dang, I forgot to go. <laughs> oh, it was how do our dynamic, how do our dynamic work? You know no, because you actually, reason why this is to me, because some of the stuff you said I was going to, you know, kind of bring up um, <laughs> that we had we kind of you know recently kind of jailed together as, as you said um, so you know I just now kind of push him and say you know lead some time and you know do so he do initi initiate time to time um, but some stuff that we still working on like you know the kids in the house make them do certain <laughs> things you know I <laughs> come and like for real and that's just all y'all did, but so there's that room to grow right there. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, because he was partying here and there, and I was holding it down, making sure the kids didn't do my thing, and you know, working to get this part, I was like, dang, is this real? Mm. It took a minute to adjust to. I ain't gonna lie, I was like, dang. Huh, he go get the kids, pick them up, take them to school. Oh, yeah, hang your way, be that super dad. And that's how it been. So, um, yeah, that's what we are. That's beautiful. Oh. Yeah, this is Joaquin. I just want to say that's awesome, man, that y'all stuck it out. Because some people would have quit and gave up. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's beautiful to see. Um, I just say this because y'all made me. Had me think about some things when you talk about your parents, right? And so I know my mother. My mother is like the supportive. She's a three, hands down. And my father passed when I was eight in, in 1996. Thank you. So she was forced into that, that lead role, right? But that's not who she is at all. Like my mother is 100% like a supportive person. And so I had nobody to really cultivate my personality. Like the... The, the personality, that leadership personality in me, it comes from my father. My mother tell me all the time, like, this is who your father was and everything. So I really ain't have no man to cultivate 
this thing in me to teach me how to operate in that, like you were saying. So I had to kind of pick things from from people that I seen, like traits that I was like, I like that. That's what I want to exemplify. And <laughs> no lie, all the way up to about 22 years old, 21, 22 years old, like I, that's when I realized I got it all wrong. I had my, I had masculinity all wrong. I had decision making all wrong. Like who I, but it worked for me up to the, up until that age. And then I ran into some real men who showed me like, this is what it means to be a man. And this is how you operate as a leader, as a, as an honorable person. I ain't even care about being honorable at the time. But because I was raised by my mother, who was a supportive person, and I'm the lead person, even now in my relationship with my mother, my mother comes to me for things. She says, AJ, what you think about this? I want to do this. I want to do this. Can you help me do this? And I'd be like, why you come? You my mother. Why you? But, but I realized who she is is the supportive person, and she realizes who I am. She's like, you your father's son. Like, I trust you with the decisions to make. I trust you to lead this. And so, and that's why I said I failed in my, my other two relationships because I didn't just be my, my full AJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who I'm supposed to be in it. And so, if y'all had anything, when we get back, oh, I'm sorry. When we get back to Kim and Van, what I want to do is I want you to choose which one is least like you, right? And what I want you to do is tell how that hurts your relationship. Like the one that's least like you, explain how that hurts your relationship because you operate, you don't operate in that enough, if that makes any sense. Are we allowed to ask personally? I don't, yeah, y'all, just you use your five minutes how you want to. If y'all want to start, you can are go. Are we starting with this or are we going with, because I don't think you got anything you want to say to that. So we can start with them or it doesn't Oh, you can start right here. If y'all don't have nothing else, y'all want to say, yeah. Wait, but you still want us to do the least. Yeah, that's what we're doing right that's now. What we doing right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, I was actually going to start off from the first part saying that I feel like I am all of them, but least I can't. I not at all. Literally, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because my 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 tactic is to always pray about it. It's mm -hmm. all, that's the first thing that I do. I mean, if I complain about it, I ask God to forgive me, but for the most part, those are things that I, I feel like I already, you know, come with. I don't, yeah, I don't really see any, unless you do. I would agree. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's dope. I would yeah. agree. Uh, but for me, um, <laughs> um, I would, I would probably say the methodical and tactful. Um, and I'll say that because um, it's not that I'm not methodical and tactful. It's just out of these, I wouldn't say that it's the least. It's because um, I kind of live my life off kind of like God's first and then like he leads me and then whatever, whatever, whatever I want to go accomplish, I'll just go after it without any kind of thinking like, oh shit, like I should have thought about this first. I'm more of a big picture, big picture kind of thinker. And whatever, whatever this little small step to take to get there, I'm trying to figure out how to skip those steps to get to my bigger picture. Right? So I think in that sense for that's me. Um and yeah, that's that's what I'm I agree. 
Yeah. Okay. Can I um can I emphasize? Sure. Okay. Um, I agree because of what he just said. He actually taught me a little bit <laughs> because I'm I'm such a planner. Um, and like he said, do do everything with a purpose. Literally, like it has to make sense to me. Otherwise, I'm like, mm -mm, I don't see it. It's not happening. Why are we doing this? I, I ask all those questions. But for him, he's like a, a walk by faith and not by sight. Like. Forget all that. Let's just do it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, this is this finished off. I'm sorry. So the walk by faith and not by sight thing is what I've learned. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book. That this book literally changed my life. And I say it the whole time. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? And if you get a chance to read it, it's literally um, the book that it's just more about not worrying about the things that you cannot control. Um, and I learned that, and I learned that in college, and, and in college is where I found myself becoming a man. Um, learning how to be a man, I learned that in college. And um, with that, I kind of, I kind of felt sometimes I feel like I'm a nomad sometimes, and it's just a lot of stuff going in my head that I got to literally try to do everything. Um, I, I, and when it, when it circle back to the relationship thing, I kind of feel like um, with me trying to do so much. I kind of, you know, lose touch of the the family side sometimes, and I try to, you know, try to. It's it's hard for me to circle back, um, and when I do, I feel like I'm leaving I'm leaving money on the table, or I'm leaving something relationship to build on the table, or something for me to grow or for my family to grow. That's how I feel. I'm leaving something on the table, and I kind of, you know, got to take the back burner. It's just. It's just, it's just my mind is always thinking about the next thing, the next thing, and I, I kind of feel like it, I lose touch sometimes. So. This is Kim. AJ, do you want us to answer your question to us or do this one? I thought you already answered. You said something about our parents. Oh, no, nah, I was talking about me. Okay, okay. So, I'm like my girl to the right. I don't see anything that I do the least. Um, not boasting myself up or anything, but we call each other unicorns mm -hmm. because I've never dated anyone like him, and he said he never dated anyone like me. And my brother, our brother, he says it all the time, like, oh my gosh, you guys are a power couple. Our pastor, like, I'm big in church. When I met him, I was still big in church, serving in ministries under the first lady. And he, he watched me, just watched me, and he dedicated his life back to Christ. He started serving, and I'm a mime leader, and it was no one in my team anymore because of the pandemic, everyone dropped off. But I'm just like, I still have a desire to do mom. And the Holy Spirit was like, ask your husband. Mm -hmm. And I asked him and he was like, sure. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so like it was that and our pastor said it on Christmas. You guys are a power couple. You guys are what I want to see more in the church. Mm -hmm. He was like, my heart's desire is there more couples join your mind ministry and you guys serve, you know, with them, teach them how to love and grow. And I was just like, Lord, we a power couple. We're a power couple. Like that, that encouraged us to go further. But honestly, I'm not, I can't say I do least of one, two, three, or four. Would you agree, husband? This is fine, and I, I I totally agree. Like I looked up, like it's none of those 
I would say we do the least. Like like she said, as far as and it's funny that she mentioned about her uh, the mind ministry. God put it on my heart. I didn't want it before she asked. So I already knew before she asked me. I already knew before she asked me that it was gonna get asked to me. But I was just waiting for that moment for her to ask me that question because I didn't know. <laughs> but for us, like she said, like. Even when we were in marriage counseling, even when, even when we were in marriage counseling, our pastor told us, like we are in sync. Like when we had questions, we didn't do our, we didn't do anything together. He would come, y'all cheated, did y'all? He said y'all did that together. Our answers were so similar that it was like, wow, like y'all did this together. But we're so in sync, and to anybody that saw us, like to to all of our congregation at church that saw us, mom, they said you guys were in sync. You guys were literally moving as one, as a unit. So when we hear the words power couple, we don't see it at, at all. We just are being our genuine selves. Like it's just it's just to a point like with that, like any of the things that did. I don't see any of those like to where we are are lacking in it. Like we literally we talk about talk to each other, support each other, everything. So for us it's just it's just Having fun and communication and being us—that's that's all. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Okay. Still got men in forty. This is Kim. Um, even in, like he said, in marriage counseling, counseling, premarital counseling. When I say that, pastor was like, you, you know, you cheated, da da da. But um, it even came to the point where. Our answer was the same with cheating. What if one of you cheated in your marriage? And we both was like, "What? Like cheating? We're not cheating." We both said that, and he was like, "Wait, neither one of you guys thought about cheating." I was like, "No, like this is a covenant. We're together forever. We're body bag. Period." Like Dara said earlier, we're we're going out in body bags. Like, and then he even brought to our attention, "What if one of you?" cheated and got the person pregnant and I was like my god like then he's gonna go in the body bag because I'm gonna kill him like like we were just so insane and we like we really I can honestly say it's no lack in my husband I mean minus the lead he can lead a smidget more just a smidget but everything else falls into play I always say our relationship is organic organic I love him. Ah. This is Kim. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> this this Ronald, um, I can honestly definitively say that what I lack is um, the initiation and taking the lead. Um, I'm definitely supportive of my wife with whatever it is that she want to do. I already stated how adjustable I am. Um, I am I am tactful in the sense that I do um, I do think things out and sometimes I think I overthink them. Sometimes um, I've become um, more mindful to not allow um, the six inches between my ears to dominate me so much um, and overthinking things, especially when it comes to our relationship. But yeah, definitely not. the thing I like the most is in our relationship. Let me say that. 
in our relationship is what she needs from me is to um, in, take the lead more. Not initiate. I initiate shit all the time. <laughs> but I think I think it, it, I initiate stuff all the time. You know, all the time. But um, the the take the take the lead the take the lead approach and it, and it, it's more and the take the lead piece is with the kids. It's with the kids and stuff around. I'm serious. It's with the kids and stuff around the house. Like it's with the kids and stuff around the house um, that I need to um, that I know she she desires that I take the lead more on. But um, that's it. Like. The initiation thing, man, I got that down back. <laughs> you wanna say something? Um hmm. the least. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I don't, mm. <laughs> I'm adjustable. I mean I'm one of the ones that will have A, B, and C, A, and D planned out. No, <laughs> don't go this we way. talking about adjusting I know, I'm, relationship. I'm, I mean, he talked, them words right there is for the relationship, not not daily life. It's for the relationship. Daily life. I know, but I it's, for, it's for more so for the relationship. <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm, I need to be more adjustable? Huh? Are you trying to say I need to be more adjustable? I mean, out of, if, if, if you were asking me, I mean, I would, I would say, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's if you asking me though, cause I, I just you know <laughs> sometimes you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I might want to do something, or I might initiate something, and you you know you 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 man you you, and if you ain't if you don't want to do it, you ain't gonna do it. Sometimes yeah. Yeah, so that's why I say if you ask me, cause you hella supportive. You everything you do is planned out. You know what I'm saying. So Not you got everybody. the methodical and tactical thing. Damn, pack up. You know, you you a natural leader anyway. So if you know, if you to ask me, the the like you said, the biggest area or one the area that I think we could. But it's grow okay on to say not right now. Yeah, no, or not today. Or could we do another day? Yeah, or but, but if you just say nah, <laughs> that ain't that ain't a judge. You just saying nah. <laughs> You said, you know, hey, let's revisit that next week. <laughs> That's being adjusted. But if you say, no, yeah, you say, you know, if you say, okay, adjustable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's my area to approve. <laughs> Being adjustable. Okay. Yeah, look at everything else. That's the, that's the least thing up there. That's the least thing up, man. I can deal with you telling me no. Because I'm adjustable. <laughs> it's all about the, the, the synergy. It's all about the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is Dara again. Um, I would say that mine would probably be number one, um, prefer to initiate things and take the lead. I'm definitely a supportive cast. I definitely like to take a supportive role, like I'm background. I don't need to be like on display or whatever. Um, so when I'm in a relationship, that's usually the case. But I find myself, <laughs> because of that, being very pushy when it comes to the man who I'm with. 
because I'm looking for him to take the lead and I just want to support. So I'm always like, if you tell me that you want to be a chef and you're not one when we get together, you gonna be a chef by the time. Like, yeah, like that's just how I am because my thing is like, then why are we talking about it? You know what I mean? Like you have the idea, I'm gonna be the supportive cast. I'm gonna make sure that you know you have cooking classes or that people know that you can cook or whatever. Like I'm just that person. So, if, but as far as like like putting you know my hands to the plow always just just out of the out of the open air just for something for me, that's not always the case. Um, so I don't know. It's, I guess it can be a positive and a negative. Um, but I think I'm comfortable in this place because. Ultimately, when I do get married, I do want to continue to be that supportive person. I just don't want to be beating him over the head with, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Instead, just still, um, I guess, you know, letting him, you know, or or him him deciding what he wants to do and then moving in the way he moves and then just me being like, okay, like, that's I like what you're doing. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, you got to do this. So... This Joaquin, I think um, for me it's supportive. I can uh, I can do a better job being more supportive. Life just moves so fast, it feels like. You know what I mean? We got four little kids, 10, 8, 5, and 3. And so everything is just like, it, life is just moving so fast, man, just with like the ministry, um, church, young men, young women, Bible study, work Bible study, work wife, kids, I think I could be more supportive, right? And when I mean more supportive, just like checking in, how she doing, does she need any help with certain things? Um, I think one thing though is like, sometimes even when I don't agree with how certain things are, I could probably be more supportive, but maybe that's adjustable. Um, because we got different philosophies at times. Right, like we got different philosophies, and like she does a lot of things with the, with the with the children that are amazing, right? Some I don't agree with. Like I don't agree how much like coddling she does with them or things like that. But what I what I realize is that you know I have girls, you know what I mean, and so she's probably more fonder in, in how a girl would communicate um, with another woman. I'll harden, I'll harden my daughters, like like literally harden them, like. You gotta figure that out. That's on, like you said, your father was like, that's on you. Your homework is on that. That's on you. You know what I mean? Um, I could be there to help to check it and stuff like that, but I ain't gonna. Yeah, you get a seventy-five. You get a seventy-five. She'll work with them till they got it. Till they got it, right? <laughs> Until they got it, right? And it's like for me, it's just like that's great to see, but there's gonna be a come. A, there's gonna come a period of time where they're not gonna be able to work for you, and that's gonna be the norm. And then you're going to have to operate. And can you stand on your own when all the chips are out there, right? So that's just a different in philosophies. But even with that, I could probably articulate that a little bit better and come to a common ground. So I'd say supportive. And, you know, my wife, she wants me to clean up more at the house and things like that. I'm so tired with everything and things like that. I'm like, hire somebody. Just swipe. Yeah, it's there. Just swipe. Yeah. Like, we'll get it done. But that's another thing. Like, yeah, but she wants me to do it. She don't want nobody else to do it. She want me to do it. My man, it's getting done. It's getting done. Yeah. Yep. You had two. Thank you, Chanel. Here. Okay. Let me just address the, the uh, address. I can't even talk the things that you said. Um, 
I probably do call them a lot, but that goes to my upbringing, I guess. I had to do a lot of things independently. Just for a long time, it was my mom and I before she eventually remarried, but she was she is dyslexic. So I had to figure out a lot of homework and school things and all that. If I didn't go for my grandma's to help me, you know, I had to do it on my own. So whatever with my girls, I'm like all in whatever school I want them. Like, you can't just depend on beauty. Like, you got to have some brains. Like, so I'm school, whatever, learning, all of that, that's a thousand percent with me. Of course, I love walking to be more uh, domestic around the house. But um, he'll probably say, and I agree, that my lack is in number one in initiating things and taking the lead. I can take the lead with the house. I can initiate with the house and the girls, but I'm not as aggressive like that with him. And not in a in a bad way. I don't want to dominate him. I love his role, but I'm sure that he would probably like to hear my voice more or me doing things more uh, intimately and things like that. Well, say what's in your head. I said, say what you think. I said it, I said it. Yeah. So, but and I'm also not a really huggy, lovey kind of person, so that's hard for me. Despite all the children, I'm not that affectionate. <laughs> I'm not that affectionate. So, that, that's it. Would you agree, I'm sorry, with my number one? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would say I'm probably the least supportive. Um... Since being with my girlfriend, she is like really blasted this image in my mind that she is so independent. She's done things by herself for so long. She's a hustler, like, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, but when she was in college, like her mom just stopped paying her college, like right in the middle of it. So she had to like hustle and bustle to work her ass off to graduate. And so my girlfriend has like really blast in my mind that she's so independent in, in arguments. She's told me she doesn't need me. She doesn't need anybody. She's done everything by herself. And then in, in the midst of uh, another argument, she breaks down and says, you don't ask me how, how I'm feeling. I, I'm there for everybody. And you don't, like, you don't think like to ask, how is Jelani? And I think that seeing her and how she is with other people, how supportive she is with other people, and how draining it is and how much it takes her away from me, it has, um, it has made me uh, envious of those people because they are taking someone who does so much for them for granted. Like, she's dealing with some of my dumbass friends that don't need any support whatsoever, but because that's how she is, because that's what she was lacking growing up, it's like I can't sympathize with them because she is. And I, I just need to recognize that she's doing all this for other people, and I need to be the one that's doing it for her. Uh, Jelani here. Um, mm, I would say adjustable. I'm sure he would agree. Um, for me, I feel like when I think of adjustable, I think of water. 
and water to me feels just like it's just flowing. What? <laughs> it feels like it's it's just flowing. It just water just goes with the flow. And that feels very passive to me. And that is the least thing that I am. Um so I was I'm trying, right? I'm trying to be more adjustable. So you know, I said to him a couple of times, like, you know, I want you to plan stuff. I want you to take the lead. I want you to initiate things. So he's tried, but my crazy whirlwind of a life, you know, there's times where he'll come and be like, yo, babe, like, let's just go somewhere. And I'd be like, did you pin this in the schedule? Like, is, did you tell me about this? Like, <laughs> Wednesday, he hit me up like, oh, I'm going to need you for three hours tomorrow. And I was like, wait, hold the phone. Like, <laughs> three hours? That's a long time. That's cutting into the schedule. Um, so I feel like I need to, you know, work on being a little bit more adjustable when he's at least trying to do the things that I've asked Mind him you, to do. Mind you, it was to see a movie she wanted to see. I just wasn't going to tell her. Please, I had to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would say that. I just want to say, she's, she says something about uh, adjustable is like water. I, this woman, you are more like ice. It depends on the state of that of that water. the The physical state of that wa of your water is ice, because it's just solid, unmoving. <laughs> anyway. All right. I acknowledge that she is, you know, making progress, but, you know, it took uh, how long for us to have global warming? That's how long it, that's how long it feels uh, here. All right. And, and that's, I'm Justin, and that's me, and that's on you, AJ. Amen. <laughs> I am, dang, I'm real adjustable. Man, this hurts to say it because I know many people would disagree, but my least, I am least supportive than anything, right? And I want to be, but what I feel like is, I, I say I'm, that's my, I'm not as supportive as any other thing is because I don't feel I'm effective when I'm trying to be supportive. And I'm always there for people. I just don't feel like the quality of me being there, you know, is like valued. Because I, I don't know how, so I'm very methodical and tactful with myself, with things that I come up with, you know, things that I initiate, things that make sense to me. But when it comes to somebody else, I can't do that for them. Like, you're going to have to give me all the details of exactly what you're trying to do, and I got to make that thing mine. And, and so I know when I'm trying to be supportive, like, especially if I don't understand what you're doing and everything, it might seem like, dude, you do the base, like the... The, at least you could do this. That's what you do. And dang, that hurt me because I feel like I'm always trying to be there for everybody no matter what. I just, but just really sitting here thinking about it. Like, I don't think it is enough if I was the judge. I don't know what anybody else would say. But if I put myself in their shoes looking at me, I would feel like, yeah, it's not enough. Or it's not, you know, anybody could have did that. You, you as a boyfriend, like, that wasn't meh. I want to say something else. I don't think I ever in my life seen a couple like y'all. Like that is so, why are you looking like that? Like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like that is so, and 
like encouraging to me, and it's and it's like you said, it's unicornish. So I'm, it's unicornish. I'm just jealous, but at the same time, it's it's encouraging though. Like my man said, you said y'all been together how long? He said three years. Married, married, married for three years, and you said you enjoyed it the whole way through. They, she said, first three years was trash, and y'all just. I'm gonna let you say it, but and y'all was just blissful the whole time, and then even you got witnesses to be like, man, y'all was meant for each other. Oh yeah, hold up, hold up, we gonna break rules because I I gotta hear this one. Why you say that? Because if if I, 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 I got the privilege. This my brother. This my best friend. I got the privilege, and he younger than me. But and Tamika know I I I look up to him. You know what I'm saying? I've looked up to him, just the individual that he is, and the relationships that he had in the past, the shit that he endured in those relationships, and still remained who he was, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Never let those relationships change him. It didn't harden him. It didn't turn him into, you know, a super gremlin. A, you know what I'm saying? It didn't have him to feel a certain type of way towards women or none of that. You know, he weathered that storm of those horrible relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And God rewarded him with my sister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For for his fervor, for his faithfulness, for him standing firm on what he believed in and being the individual that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had conversations, and I talk about I don't believe in generational curses. I just I don't believe there's a such thing as generational curses. I do believe in applied learned behavior, though. You know what I'm saying? I think we should coin that phrase versus, you know, letting people just wrestle on the fact of generational curve. Things that he's seen, the things that he's been through, he could have passed that on. You know what I'm saying? Now it becomes a learned behavior for somebody else, but he didn't. You know what I'm saying? He weathered the storm. He waited his turn. You know? He went through those relationships, and now he got this relationship. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing like a testimony to a man's character than to have another man say, another man do it for you. So that's a beautiful thing. All right, could we go to the next one? The negative traits. This is where it could, might, might could get a little ugly. But it, it might not because I know y'all don't, y'all two don't have no negative traits. So <laughs> whichever one is you the most, you tell us and how it affects your relationship. Um, I actually do have a negative. Um, and it's, uh, I'm actually admitting it right now. <laughs> and it is manipulative. Okay. Um, somebody else actually told me that I was, and it was, oh, I don't know if it was my, if it was my mother-in-law or my father-in-law, one of them, but they, they told me that. But it wasn't towards him. It was something that I did. And I, I was very defensive because I was like, no, I am not. Like immediately, I'm like, no, I'm not. But when you really think about it, you got to call a spade a spade, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, you know, that's just what it was. But um, again, another thing that I am working on. So I don't like to call myself this, but, you know, it, it it's something I'm working on. But I will say that it's like that in, my, in our relationship because... Um, Going back to the taking initiative, taking initiative and taking lead and learning from one another, there are times when I see that 
he may not know any better about something. And I feel like, all right, here's my opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. For the most part, it works out for our good. But how I go about it, again, instead of me just going to God and allowing him to handle it, I'd be like, I, I got this. I'm going to take care of this. We're going to be just good. You know, we're going to just fine. And it's like, no, that's not the way. That's not the way to do it. So now I'm like, all right, Lord, let me talk to you first. I'm going to give you this burden or whatever I'm feeling, and you lead me on how to do it. So then I don't, I no longer come off manipulative. So, yeah. Um, this is Kendall. Um, so, so for me, I picked inconsistent. Um, and so my inconsistency comes in the form of um, being attentive when I want to be. Um, and so I, I think, again, this comes back to my, my lifestyle. Um, and uh, again, I'm, I'm into a lot of different things and I can be there physically, um, but mentally I'm somewhere else. Um, or, you know, I can be, um, it, it could be, it, it, I'm a di- I could be a different person at the, every, in, a, in a new day, if that makes sense. So today I could be a somebody, and then tomorrow you get another person. Um, so, and that's just because of what I have going on or what, I, what do I want to put first. Like, my days are, or my, my vision of my life isn't consistent. Um, so I'm always trying to change. I'm always trying to find other ways to be better, but then I also find myself hurting the situation worse, making it worse. So that's where my inconsistency comes for my life and my relationship. You good? Um, uh, just a piggyback. This is Sinatra. (laughs) Um, I appreciate that. I do. Um, I appreciate all of this, you know. It's even helping me out. But um, to hear him, you know, um, say this as well, it it helps. I don't even think I know what else to say. It helps. I appreciate hearing it. Sure. Um, I couldn't pick. I I cannot say I'm any of those again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot say any of those. I'm very consistent. I mean, AJ picked three, and, and I was inconsistent. <laughs> But I am very consistent in everything I do in my business, in our relationship, supporting, leading, guiding, helping, whatever. I'm always consistent. Always, always. I, I, your turn. <laughs> Would you agree, husband? <laughs> um, this is my, uh, with, with what she said, I totally agree. Like, um, attentive, we, she gives plenty of attention. <laughs> Um, manipulative. No, we know. <laughs> She's not manipulative in any way, but she'll have her way of showing me what she wants. 
but and not a manipulative. I'm gonna say not manipulative, but uh, inconsistent. When it comes to somebody that I can say that's consistent, when she puts her mind to something, she literally is like, it's 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 going straight there. Um, just like I watched her put together an event, just like in two weeks, like literally just sit there say. <laughs> I literally sat there and watched her. She she said, all right, this is what I want to do. From that moment, I watched her literally write down everything she wanted to do. Um, hey, babe, there's going to be packages coming in the house. Oh, we're going to get this. This is what, what do you think about this? And I'm literally sitting there just listening to her plan this. So when it comes to consistency, she has it all. Um, selfish, not a selfish bone in her body at all. Not a selfish bone in her body at all. Like, she will give the last give the last for anybody um now for me like i pick number three for me when i say inconsistent she will agree with that um it's a lot of things that i said i was going to do that i haven't really followed through with wow it's a lot of things that it's a lot of things that um and I really said what I said I was going to do that I haven't followed through with yet. Major one thing is when we first met, I told her that I would take her to Jamaica, and she's still waiting for that Jamaica trip. <laughs> um, and as far as other things, like with me, like with me, I'm a personal trainer um, outside of uh, me working in the government as well. When it comes to following through with that, it's it's been a lot of inconsistencies with that with me because knowing which direction I want to go in, I'll talk myself out of a lot of things. I'll literally get to a point where, like, all right, I'm going to do this. But then I'll like, um, what if I did this? Or should I do it this way? The next thing you know, I'll look at, you know what, forget it. I'm going to just revamp and do it over. But just watching her, like, do what she do and just, like, follow through whatever her plans, I'm just watching her and learning that, okay, if I'm going to stick to something, I'm going to do this and see where it's going to get me. So... Um, that's one thing that I'm working on is being more consistent and following through. My question is to Joaquin and Chanel. Are you a stay-at-home wife? Yes. For all four children, you were a stay-at-home wife? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, my, I was asking that because uh, once we have our little bundle of joys, I want to be a stay-at-home mom as well. Like, I still want to do my business, but I want to be a stay-at-home mom now. So, encourage your brother over here to let that happen. Okay, walking. Okay. This is Kim. Um... I've always fought against that, against her being wanting to be a stay-at-home wife because of her work ethic. Like she's a great, like she's like great when it comes to, <laughs> like she has a great work ethic. She has a great work ethic. So she always keeps things in order. She always is on top of things. So yeah. No. It's Ronald. That's, that was good, bro. That was good. Um, so this Ronald, I can proudly say that I am now a three 
And the reason why I say I can proudly say that, because as I stated earlier, I just recently became the husband and the man that my wife needed me and desired me to be. So probably about four years ago, I was all for them things. Um, so I've worked, I've worked, I've grown to um, now be able to, you know, work on my inconsistency. And again, the inconsistency is it's in the house, man. It's with the kids. <laughs> And you know stuff around you know stuff around the house. There's things that my wife knows that I'm capable of doing, and I think that maybe sometimes that might fr frustrate her because she know I'm capable of doing them. But I just be inconsistent in doing them. Like you know, I've been doing more you know more cooking lately, and it's like you know I can cook, <laughs> and it's like she like oh well now <laughs> now all this cooking coming out. You know, but, you know, it's, I didn't even know you really knew how to cook like that. But, you know, again, it's just um, like even with, with this setting that we have, man, this is a major, this is just another accomplishment for us um, and, 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 and the growth and the development and the um, success of our relationship um, because being all for them things came with a lot of shit, you know, and... You know, I know we got a couple, you know, unicorns in here, but I gotta, I gotta say, man, my wife is a real unicorn. Not, not the, not the dispel, you know, anything. But, and what I mean by that is that the things that we've been through in 18 years, like I don't know if we the longest that we've been. So the things that we've been through in 18 years, right? I don't know, no woman that would still be sitting beside me let alone still be married with me, married to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I, when, I, when I say that, it's like I know true love exists, you know, and I put, it puts me in the mindset of like my grandparents, like that throwback love where, you know, they fought through adversity, you know what I'm saying, and they, they, they dealt with and overcame. And the reason why I call my wife Unicorn is, my wife went through all four of them things, man, by herself. Cause she a private person. She not, you know, a in the my business out in the street type of person. So the things that I put her through, you know, being not attentive enough, being manipulative, being selfish in my movement, being inconsistent, she dealt with that on her own. You know, it was her faith, you know, and then her strength and her resilience as a woman, where she saw more of me than I saw myself. That allowed her to, to, you know, to make it, you know, to, for us to still be right here where we at. So. And this is where I just didn't have a number to pick, but no, I think you, you chose don't. something for me. If, if you don't have a number, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you kind of just said you yeah. don't, right? Like, I don't. This is Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's inspiring. That's really inspiring. Oh, this is Dara. I just want to say that's inspiring. Seriously, like, cause that's unconditional love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're dope for being able to show that. Cause a lot of people, when they talk about unconditional love, they talk about their children. And it's like that's clearly conditional. Me and uh, AJ talked about that. Like, one of my homegirls said that um, she never felt unconditional love until she had her kid, and we're like. But it's your kid. That's 
So for it to be a man who, you know what I'm saying? Like for it to be your husband, like, and to go through things and just be able to forgive and love anyway, like that's amazing. But um, for me, I, at first I chose not attentive enough, but I think what I was about to do was go back into some things that I'm trying to break down. Like for real, y'all, like God is dealing with me and really it's inconsistent. I mean, I'm inconsistent in my relationships because of traumas. Um, a ex of mine did tell me that I was inconsistent, and I felt like that was like the wrong thing to describe me. Me and AJ talked about it on the podcast. He was like, wait, but you're like one of the most consistent people ever. And I'm like, see, we've never been in a romantic relationship either. And the reason why I can be inconsistent, guys, is because, and I'm, I'm praying that I am you know, don't like get too emotionally you know, drain with this, but it's because you see that when you're in a relationship, you do see things that might remind you of, of a time when you were in pain. So I was, there were times in my relationship where I, I just felt like I was about to go back into a very painful space. And so I probably drew back, you know what I mean? Like I'm all in with him, like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, I'm like, I go into my shell because maybe he wants to do something you know what I'm saying, that makes me freeze. Um, and that's just me being very honest. Um, so with me trying to break down those walls, like, you know, because I understand, like, the intimacy that I want in a marriage, I'm going to have to break down those walls. But I feel like when I was in a relationship, I kept my walls up, and I would just open a door when it was convenient for me. And that's me being straight up, right? Like, I, I, I yearn for it, but when it's in my face, when it's time to do it, I'm like, nope, like I'm, you know, I'm scared because I don't know if you're going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Like I've seen this before. I feel like we're going down the same road. I don't want to end up, you know, in pieces. Um, I want to be in peace. So at the end of the day, though, now where I'm heading, and thank you, Sinatra, for that, like where I'm trying to be, um, is uh, somebody who is able to adjust in my relationships as it pertains to if it's something that I don't understand or if it's something that makes me tense up, seeing what happens, allowing God to lead me. If, I'm, if I really am a woman of faith, having that faith. Because even if I fall apart, then what, right? Like, God always picks me up, right? He always builds me back up. There's literally never been a time where... He's just left me in despair, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wasn't able to rise out of the ashes. So that, that literally is, you know, the own, that, that negative part, because I can do all the other things. It's just that you have to literally call a thing a thing in order to be consistent. I got a comment on that, but I'm not going to comment on it. Okay. <laughs> no, Joaquin. Um, for, on that list, it's, it's probably number one, not attentive enough. Um, I don't have a problem being consistent, selfish. Maybe she may say that sometimes. I don't know. I don't agree with that. Manipulative, I stopped that a long time ago. I used to be like that in scripture, right? When you're reading the word and you're like, oh, man, this is it. That don't work. She doesn't get it that way. God doesn't reveal things to her like that. Like, real talk. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll download it to her whenever he downloads it to her. I just got to stay consistent, pray for, don't beat her over the head with it, and and and, and live out what I'm talking about. Um, for y'all situation, 
and love conquers all, right? You just got to hang in there, right? So that's a blessing, man, just to see you all together. And that story, like, that might have to be the caption for the podcast. One, either between one of them, they got, like, the thumbnail that's going to get you to click on that joint. You just got to figure out the right way to put the words. Um, to answer um, Kim's question about about um, Chanel and I, um, so my wife is a stay-at-home mom, and she is a successful business owner too. Yeah, and it didn't start from that, right? So like, so, like the thing that I'll say is that God had already given me the vision for how this should actually play out. Again, my wife had to get on board with what that vision was, right? So she, we both had careers, um, but I could see the kids and the job was weighing her down in that situation, right? So I said, God had already showed it to me. I said, Quit your job. Quit your job. We're going to take a hit? Yeah, we're going to take a hit. We're going to take a big hit. But I got faith that we're going to be all right, right? Because my upbringing is, too, another thing. Like, I can have a million or I can have one dollar. I can adjust to any of that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was young, I went to eight different schools. I lived in Baltimore, Dade County, Virginia, like, we just packed up a move. So if we didn't have nothing, we didn't have enough. We had it, we had it. So I know we would be able to bounce back. But she has stability a lot of times in her life. You know what I'm saying? Parents own houses. She grew up in the same house her entire life and things like that. So, like, for her, I knew it was going to be, you know, difficult. But I was like, just walk away from it. So when we had our second child, okay, she walked away from it um, and stayed home. Third child, third child, yeah, walked away from it and stayed home. And it was a blessing because – I our family structure needed her to be there for that. Like, we needed that stability in the home because my job would take me everywhere, anywhere. Um, but I would say for you, you just got to be whatever works for whatever works, right? So, like, I encouraged her, you know, hey, man, you got something with this business thing. You got something with this business thing. And then so she started doing it, one client after another, one client after another. And, um, yeah, we got to go to the CPA to see what the taxes are like because she had an awesome year this year. But those are the types of things that I'm just like, you know, if, if that's your desire, right, then, like, God will reveal it to you, like, what you should do, right? Like, that's going to that's gonna be it, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, just, yeah, just, I mean, you guys already got it. Yeah, I know you're going to trust the process, but, yeah, it's, it's, thank you, Father. It's important for a woman to be with the kids when they're young coming up. And they're training them, right? Like literally raising younger women, training them, bringing them up. Um, I'll just say that there's blessings that come along with that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Chanel here. I would not pick the number for you, whatever number you said. I thought you would be three. But, and then for me, I picked number one, not being attentive enough. But while I was sitting here, selfish was like weighing in on me. And I was like, I can't be selfish anymore. Like, my childhood at home nickname was Brat. Like, that's what my stepdad would yell out when he was looking for me. He never called me by my name. He always called me Brat. And then I was like, well, am I still selfish? I was like, can't be selfish. Now all these people, you know, I got to look out for. So it's somewhere between the one and the four. I could cross the two out. I could cross the three out. I thought four was dead, but it's something there. But I definitely feel like I'm not attentive enough either to myself and to him also like I'll give for the girls all day if something else needs to be done I feel like I'm there but all right one and four for me 
Now, my perspective, I'm sorry, walking took all the time. <laughs> 17 seconds again. My perspective of being home, he told me years ago, you're not going to have to work. There are people till this day that said, your husband has done everything he told you that he, he was going to do. And that I was like, uh, well, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I walked away from a job. Like, it wasn't necessarily the greatest career ever, but I, it was stable. I was bringing, I was a contributor. Like, you know, it got us things and whatever else. And I just, I was still on maternity leave. And I was like, yeah, can we meet? I won't be coming back. And it was a big adjustment. And it, it was a hit because we cashed out some things and everything else because our daughters have been in private school the wow. whole time. Wow. If they haven't been with me or my mom, my older two were with my mom at first. And then mm -hmm. she was sad that she didn't have that luxury anymore. But it just worked out. And now, I guess the last... Two years for real, I've probably really been putting into my business definitely this year, though. And that's a whole other battle or transition. Yeah. And finding what I do, I have free time now. All my girls are in school this year. This was the first year everybody's in school. So I'm figuring myself out again also. So I would say I'm probably, oh, yeah. Uh, this is Justin. I would say um, probably selfish. Um, um, I want to say selfish because one, like I said again, this is my first relationship, and my girlfriend says I use that as a crutch a lot because it's a learning curve for me. Um, and when learning how to consider somebody else in every decision you make what you want to eat, what you want to drink. Do you have to get two of those? It's something that I am just, I've always had to fend for myself. So when the decision now is, do I have to get dinner for the both of us? Do I have to cook for the both of us? Do I have to get her gas? Do I have to drive, pick her up, or whatever? It's something that I'm, I'm still learning to make like an automatic thought. And... I also think that because neither of my parents were together when I was growing up, they haven't been together at all, um, both of them have very selfish tendencies in different areas. And I tend to believe that I've picked up bad habits from both of their selfishness. And she's called me out on it. She, she, she says I'm selfish. Like when, when I buy... Uh, Let's say dude wipes. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. But I bought I bought those for me because it says dude on it. And I think, okay, this is clearly for me. I leave them in a bathroom, she doesn't go in. I go in there, three days later, they're gone. And I I like, why are all my wives gone? And she D U D not D O O D for uh, not D O O D D U D E. Dude, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just me trying trying to figure out the balance of figuring out when to say this is mine, this is for me, and then this is for us. This is not just for me. Uh, Jelani, oh, I'm not gonna respond. We've had this conversation. Um, so for me, 
if this was the beginning of the relationship, I would have said absolutely nothing on this list. But over the course of the relationship, after going through a bunch of shenanigans and hoopla, I would say number one, not attentive enough. So for me, I feel like I had so much attention on this relationship, and that's just you know in my character, just to be attentive with people in general. Um, and when things were coming at me left field, that slowly started to dwindle my attention to him because I'm like, well, if you aren't very attentive in this relationship, being present in this relationship, why should I continue to pour my attentiveness into this as well? Um, you know, we underwent couples therapy and stuff. I'm a strong believer in couples therapy. And, um, you know, even after going through couples therapy, still hit with shenanigans, still hit with hoopla. And so, again, my attentiveness started to go down. And I'm self-aware, so I could say, you know, if he's trying, I can start to try again as well. But I think I'm at the point with what Dara said where it's like you don't want to get hurt again. And I'm putting up those roadblocks and I'm putting up that wall. But, you know, I could try. I can I could do my thing. And in terms of the, the selfishness, it's not just, oh, putting gas in my car. Like, that's not the type of selfishness I'm talking about. The selfishness that I'm talking about is like, you know, doing something or putting yourself in my shoes before doing an action. You know, like, for instance, I won't, you know, go into the whole thing, but there has been multiple times where I just sit back and I'm like, I would have never done that, you know? And I think it's like a common courtesy thing. I think, you know, and I say that he uses the, this is his first relationship thing as a crutch because I think there's just a way that you treat people with common decency. I don't think that it's just like, oh, this is my first relationship, so I'm learning and things like that. And, you know, our couple's therapist, we had a woman and a man in our sessions, and the man said to him, you know, this is his first relationship, this is the growing pains and things like that, and I think he took that and ran with it. But then it's just like, okay, but you still have to make the strides to do better. And I just think that there's a common way, common decency to just treat people with, with respect and stuff like that. So that's where the selfishness for me comes in. It's not like the little nitty gritty things. Oh, I used your dude wipes. Oh, something like that. Like, that's not that deep to me. Like, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I think the selfishness for me is like a bigger picture thing where it's just like, I would have never done that to break you. How much time I got? Oh, I would say that I've 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 acknowledged my my uh, wrongdoings or my mistakes or my my fuck ups or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's that road to to. I wouldn't say apologizing. It's the road to getting past the mistakes that is is the biggest roadblock because you you don't know you're being selfish until somebody really tells you, "Oh, you that was selfish. Why didn't you consider, you know, how I would feel?" Like again, that's my mindset of I have to be in the headspace of considering her and considering what I'm doing and how it might affect her. I don't necessarily think, oh, I'm going to go through this and it's going to piss her off and not give a shit. 
You know what I mean? I'm thinking, okay, this is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's harmless. I'm just chilling or whatever. But it's, I didn't think to just consider her in those moments. I was just thinking, oh, it's nothing. I didn't say, oh, how would she feel? And so I'm still grappling with gauging, should I ask? Or should I just go ahead and do me? But I think the answer that I've gotten is just to pretty much just consult your partner in everything you're doing. And again, it's, it's still selfish parts of me that don't want to consider because, like I said, both my parents had very selfish tendencies. Both of them kept things from their significant others in their relationships, and it has molded my perspective on how to treat uh, my relationship. I think in a lot of aspects for the better, but in some aspects for the worse. I still feel like I can't fully give myself or fully give 100% all the time. Sometimes I want to just not consider, oh, what are the repercussions? I just want to do me. And it's like... I can't, because the betterment of the relationship is not just do me, it is what does doing me have to do with her. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, uh, um, I ain't even gonna take the whole five minutes. To be honest with you, I think mine is inconsistent also. It sounds like the majority of men in here was like inconsistent. Now, where I'm inconsistent is considering feelings, considering women feelings, because I'm very like logical, matter of fact, like what is the truth of the matter? Like you're feeling like this, but it's stupid that you're feeling like this because it's not true or it doesn't matter. And I also struggle with that. Like I, not thinking that this is something big, but to her it is. And you're like, it's not, it's not really that serious, you know? And so I know I'm inconsistent with considering they feel, Y'all go through that too or something? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but that's me. But um, we got, uh, you want to do the Jubilee style? You want to? Yes, I think this is a good segue. All right, so let's go. Y'all watch Jubilee uh, channel on YouTube? Well, good, because they didn't come up with it anyway. We did. Exactly. So um, what we're going to do here is, here, I'll let so, you. We're going to say um, four declarative statements, and we just want you all to raise your hand if you agree with the statement. And or then we'll go, up. or stand up. Stand up is better. If you agree with the statement, stand up. Yeah, and then we're gonna pass the mic around to the people who stood up so you can tell why you, you agree with the statement. All right. I'm ready to stand right now. You have a question, go ahead. You stay seated. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the first statement: Women require, and, and only stand up if you believe this, if you agree. Women require more, more emotion in conversation than men are willing to give. Stand up if you agree. So. So just so for the listeners, all the men stood except for Joaquin. <laughs> all right, so we're going to pass it. We're going to go con go clockwise so that, you know, they can answer. They 
This is Justin. I stood the hell up. Um, I just, I just think because of the um, the emotional nature of women in conversation. I hate to generalize women, but I mean, you all have a lot of hormones, a lot of estrogen that can go on, and okay, you can have a lot of hormones, a lot of estrogen that can go on. <laughs> And um, you, you require a, a, an emotional response as opposed to a logical response. You, you want me to think about your feelings instead of the, the logic of the situation. I don't have one of my exes here to talk to directly, so I, um, I agree because in my experience, I'm not going to generalize one, but in my experience, in both of my serious relationships, um, I guess they wanted me to feel what they was feeling, and I kept telling them, look, I get it, I understand you feel this way, but I don't, I can't sit here and, like, cry with you. Like, I can't empathize with you. I'm not a, I'm not a woman. And a lot of times, like, I'm, I'm more stoic than anything. You know, some, some things just don't bother me that much, and even if they do, I just don't show it and, and that you know in my relationships that kind of really irritated them my, my ex my last ex was like you don't see this and I'm like yeah I see it but what is what is tripping about it going to do for me you know so um I believe they do women do because the question said this I believe women do require more emotion in, in conversation and interaction than we are willing to give and you know because we we love them I guess we got to adjust somehow yeah, I'll probably have to say the same exact thing as you just said, man. For me, I'm more of a, I'm Kendall. Yes, I am. Um, and um, so with her, she is, she cries literally for any and everything. And so a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of times I just be like, yo, what are you crying for? And it, it'd be the smallest things that can be fixed with no problem. And she, it's just like this whole world breaks down. And I'm like, and she never, she says, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not emotional or like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm too lackadaisical or whatever. What, nonchalant. Nonchalant is her word for me. So yes, I am because it just doesn't make sense. If you can, if you can build a bridge and get over it, then do it. So yeah, that's just, I, and so yes, I do agree with the question for her, for sure. Um, <laughs> um this is Van and um yes. I'm going I'm going literally it's funny you say that. My wife is very like when she's happy, she's emotional. When she's sad, she's very emotional. It's it's just to point like she she she's a when I say She's a like she loves hot with everything she does. So when she achieves something good, it brings on tears. If she's mad, it brings on tears. And I have to be there to see these tears. And people looking at me like, why are you not real? I said, we go through this all the time. She knows me. She knows where I stand. She knows I, like if she knows I'm I'm here. Most I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here. But it's it's just like she's in a very like it's I agree like I totally agree with that statement. I just think 
<laughs> this is Ronald. Um, <clears throat> my 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 perspective is is, is kind of different. Um, I agree with it, but I'm gonna speak to my relationship and my marriage. Mm -hmm. um, my wife required more emotion and the conversations that we used to have than I was willing to give because I was the culprit or the reason that she was emotional to begin with, wow. right? So I wasn't, I wasn't willing to um, dig into her emotions because I already chastised myself for whatever the reason why we was having that conversation anyway. So I wanted her to be over it the same way I was over it because I'm the one that, you know, it was, it was my decision making or my actions or whatever that caused us to have that emotional conversation to begin with. Um, I whooped myself, I, I kicked myself in the ass about it, um, but again, emotionally speaking, she's the, she's the one that was hurt by the actions and the reason for us having that emotional conversation. So um, for us, I definitely um, would say yes, I needed to be um, more, you know, more emotional and, you know, actually understand why she required that more emotion from me in those particular conversations. Okay. So I have, uh, y'all can go ahead and have a seat. Thank y'all so much. Um, so I have a question for you, Ronald. Um, and we can we can pass it around if anybody wanted to add anything or, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna pass it around, but what I want, want you to answer because AJ, because AJ, you asked this on the podcast, and I did not know how to answer him, but what he said was, then what do we do when we're the reason for your emotions? Like, how do we operate in that? So when you when we get back to you, I want you to tell the men how to, the, if, you're, if you're the cause of my pain, right? If you're the cause of the reason why I'm so emotional, how do you stand in that? If you're the real cause. Right. Ronald knew he cause. was the real cause. Some girls, will hold the pain from the past and the trauma in that Joaquin, and that unforgiveness. It, see, it's unforgiveness. It's unforgiveness, right? And that's what allows you to stay in the trauma, right? Because what? I think that's what people accept. Yes, unforgiveness. Yeah, if you really are, I respect what this man said. He said, yeah, I knew. I, and she looked at him and was like, yeah, you got it right, right? Like, so when you know what the issue is, you know how to respond to it. If I caused you pain and I don't know I caused you pain, you got to express to me how I caused you pain so we can rip it back to see if I really even caused you pain or you just haven't healed from some trauma that is based on unforgiveness, right? Because it, what, a, what a lot of women do. Well, I disagree. With that, with, with, um, oh. Oh, because I mean, my my mother walked away from me for twenty years, and I wanted her back. So I had I would always sit and try to listen and try to talk because she just wasn't here. My father raised us, you know. It's not good for a a, a, a man not to have his mother around, you know what I mean? Because you're searching on how to be loved, right? And my father grew me to be a man. His love language is different, but I was always like, man, I wanted my mom around, things like that. So like, if I got a chance to talk to my wife, I'm gonna talk to her. I'm gonna hear because. This is real. You don't know if she's going to be there tomorrow or not. I woke up and boom, my mom was gone. Like that was, it was a wrap. And you want to like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So like that memory is embedded in me. It's, it's, tra it's traumatic, but I think it's, it did, uh, 
it calmed me down to want to say, like, I got to sit and listen because she might not be here tomorrow, right? So, like, that's how I, I was sort of wired with things like that. We got anybody else? <laughs> 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 no, I'll say this. Me and my mom, we cool now. We 20 years. God is good, man. He brought us back together and everything like that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, I want to, this is Chanel, I want to applaud you for your transparency and accountability. Like, it's refreshing to see you're being vulnerable with a bunch of people you don't even know all of us, and I just really appreciate that. It's feeling like a safe place here. Um, but I want to rewind to the people who were talking about, like, being hurt and getting over that hurt. So I just wrote down some things like, how long are you going to hide from love? Like, someone is willing and wants to love you like how long are you going to push them away or block that out and i had to learn that lesson myself like i wasted so much time with joaquin and i can't even imagine where we could be now had i been more open and accepting of all of him back then and then like <laughs> but it made me think about me with us though but like, and then I wrote like, don't be a turtle. Like when turtles get scared, they back up, they back away, they they close up and protect themselves. So take a chance before the love that you really want passes you by. Especially if it's somebody courting you and they want to be with you before you miss that opportunity. And then you see them, you know, they're off living their best life with somebody else. And then you're always thinking about the what if or that could have happened. Like, I don't know what I would have done had this not worked out. This wasn't even in the plan. So like I wouldn't be here today. But eventually I had to let that wall down. Um I'm more like you. I'm just gonna build my own bridge. I might whatever, but I'd be like, all right, we got it's still too much stuff going on. I thought you were gonna say something about me being hard or whatever. Nah, because you I know why you're hard. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's a different thing. You're reacting how you react. I know how that got embedded in you and where you learned it from. So like, I can't fault you with how you act. No, not smart. It's just 20 years, 20 years, 20 years to do that. 20 years, and I watch your mother. Your mother hard is great. You know what I'm saying? You're tough. Mom, go hard. She not the ice boss with my heart. She's soft as anything inside. You disagree? Yeah. Jelani, I kind of want to unpack the sentence real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay, so first I, off, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> now you put in a disclaimer. Can, can you read the, the sentence for me really quick? One more time. The sentence was, women require more emotion in conversation than men are willing to give. Bet. So, from the, besides Ron here, you know, applaud you, sir. All the other responses I heard were kind of putting the blame on the woman's emotions. And even the sentence itself, women require em more emotion, right? Everybody has emotion. So the sentence didn't even have to start with women. You, it could have just said people require blah, 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 right? The end of the sentence is then men are willing to give. My question is then why aren't you willing to give it? What is the, why aren't you willing to meet your partner? I feel in a, in a relationship, it's 100-100. I don't agree with the 50-50 thing. You got to meet each other right there. 
So if she's emotional, why aren't you willing to meet where that emotion is and talk through that? You know, Kendall, no, no shade, no shade. But the, 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 the build a bridge was crazy. The build a bridge was crazy. Like, I, I feel you. I feel you. I get it. Because I don't know where you came from. Talk about emotional creature. I think my emotion that I, I uh, show a lot or used to show, I'm a, I'm a work in progress, is like anger, right? So if I have to constantly tell you something, I'm going to just explode. At that point, if I have to keep saying, yo, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and I done said it 15 trillion times, by the 18 trillion time, I'm spazzing on you because what aren't you getting if I already told you? So that's my emotion, right? The crying and stuff, you know I don't do that unless I'm very angry. Or drunk. It's a, ha it's a, happy, it's a happy cry, though. It's a happy cry when I'm drunk. It's a joyful cry. I love everybody. That's, that's the drunk cry is I love everybody. Um, so yeah, that, that sentence to me, and I think it kind of navigated a lot of the responses that I heard, where it's like, yeah, your emotions is this, blah, 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 but it's like, damn, I ain't trying to go there with you, right? But Ron here, you know, took accountability, like, yo, her emotions was because you were acting out. So, boom, that accountability. I think that end of the sentence kind of triggered a lot of the, you know, I, I don't want to do that because why is she even reacting this way? That's trash. You don't have the mic. You don't have the mic. <laughs> Thank you. This is Sinatra. Um, after the question was asked, I whispered to him. I said, I think you were speaking. And I said, Kendall, I'm both. I was like, I, um, uh, uh, logical and you know there's reasons mm. I was like I'm both and he thought about it and was like no instantly thought about my emotions yes I'm very emotional very mm. I want to clear up the bridge part though um, not in a disrespectful way when he does say those things um, for the most part don't don't you can't judge a book by its cover I got a bad attitude okay so he know how to talk to me and how to like pick me back up like all right sis you know because <laughs> I, I can be a little tough sometimes too even in my emotions you know so it's deserving sometimes and, and then it's not about our relationship when he says that phrase it's about like my girlfriend problems or life or a job or something like that that's when that comes into play where it's like bro you you gotta build a bridge and get over it go ahead and cry now but that's enough but um yeah, I just feel like there's a huge difference because my, uh, when it comes to our to our relationship, as Ron said, there's reasons behind it. That's when I appreciate the emotion coming out of it. Show me that you care. Show me that all right, I, what I did affected her. What I did, you know, oh goodness, I, let me not ever do that again, or let me let me tell her something. But when you don't say anything at all, then it comes off as nonchalant. And now, yes, I'm crying. I'm feeling something. And if anything, I'm a cancer. Um, the tears come from frustration, not from sadness. It's frustration because what I did to you in my head is making me mad. Real, real talk, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is Kim. I agree with Sinatra. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yes. And G. Um, 
I'm not emotional because I'm sad. I'm emotional because I'd be like overwhelmed, very excited, eager to get something out. And I am a bubbly person all the time. And I used to get, I'm going to say crucified for being bubbly. I fought people because I was too happy. I'm just like, I'm really fighting people because I'm too happy. And so my husband stood up, but I don't know why he stood up because he's emotionally there for me. All the time he's emotionally there for me, even with talking. Like, I'm about to get emotional now just because I'm excited, I'm happy, but he's, you're always there for me. In my emotional state, in my happy state, in my frustration state, in my angry state. Well, Steph Curry with the <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, um, <laughs> I mean, from day one, though, and I think that's because he was raised by women, his grandma and his mom, like even though they're, you're gonna do what I say when I say you're gonna do, they, they're still emotional. I, they love me from day one, I love them from day one. And I, I'm just, I'm a people person and I love, like he said, I love with all my heart. And if you're not receiving my love the way I'm giving it, yes, that does hurt, but it, it hurts in a way that, Dang, B, like I'm giving you all of me and you just like, how are you doing? What the? Like, it's that. But again, Van is there for me emotionally when I'm happy. Even when I'm slain in the spirit at church, I'm on the ground. My husband, he, he used, he's, yeah, he's videotaping. Like, my, have your way, Lord, have your way. Now I got to go to the next person. But he's there for me. Like, I don't see it until we watch the playback or something. But I'm like, you better work that camera on your wife or whatever. You know, like, even when I'm a, a dancer in church as well. I can get slain with the with this words being that you know we're ministering or something. Like I'm a very emotional person, but that just thinks of the the goodness that God has done or brought us through. And um, like Ronald said, Van has been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Can I share the before us? Afterwards. No. Afterwards. Uh, my you time out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Oh, you didn't stand. She ain't stand up. You didn't stand up. You ain't stand up. Was that for the men or that was for everybody? Oh yeah, you ain't stand up. You made her win the jump spot. Yeah. The whole Um. Yeah. I think part of my what? Tamika. Um. I think. The statement, um, definitely there was because he initiated. Um, and I'm like, dude, we only argue because of this. Literally, if it wasn't him drunk, we didn't have an argument. Or, uh, you know, he was home. Or I definitely believe that you should have um, relationships, meaning, you know, friendships and things like that. I was never one to cling, always want to know who you are type of persons. Um, but definitely, um, I do appreciate, and again, I'm still like, wow. <laughs> so. You deserve it, y'all. All right, man, I don't even want to end it here, but as we, we have to wrap it up. I did want to say, though, just to kind of like pull this in a twist high, um, the reason why I want to say, Van, that it seemed like you disagree, but it, but you actually 
uh, I mean, it seemed like you agree, but you actually disagree. It's because I, we said on, well, we talked about this on the podcast, and I was just saying it was a viral video. I think you saw it, Sinatra, um, where I talked about just holding the space because a lot of times you don't have to be emotional with your woman. Sometimes you just need to hold the space. And holding the space doesn't mean that you have to cry with her. Like Van said, I can't get high, super high with you because that's not your nature. You say, wow, that's it. Like, Van will say, wow. Like, that's that's Van's emotion. Like, he's not giving you any more. He's not giving you any less. But that's good, though, because what it does is it allows, like, he has a reaction, but it's not as big as Kim's. And could you imagine both of them being as big as Kim? It's not going to work. There's no room. There's no room. But the point that I'm making is, and, and that's why I'm grateful that, that you guys did agree and disagree, is just that, like, it's possible for them both to exist. Yeah. And what you want to do when you go home tonight, you guys are fine, you guys are unicorns on this <laughs> Um What you want to do when you go home tonight is you just want to remember that you have to hold the space for the woman, not necessarily be emotional. Like, nobody's asking you to be emotional. What we're asking is, hear me out. Because I just I have something to say about my emotions. I understand that you're not that way. Yeah. I understand that you're not an emotional man. Yeah. But I have something to say. I'm hurt. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I have pain. I'm whatever. And like you said, Joaquin, we also, as women, have to learn how to translate it, how to give it. Be, whereas it's like, I don't really need your advice. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen to me. And that's what we can say because a lot of times we be thinking they mind readers and they're just not. Like they don't get paid for it. They can't do it. We can't even read our own minds sometimes. So so, um, so I just want to thank you all again for coming out. Um, before we leave. Well, it wasn't a woman's side because I said both. But it, it, it doesn't. Um, but again, thank you guys for coming out. Um, what we do before we leave is we always try to come up with a next date. We decided that we were going to do this on a monthly basis. We know that you all have children. We know that you all have other obligations. So what we want to do is just come up with the next date. If you guys want to uh, do another one, I feel like this is pretty successful. Do y'all feel like y'all had a pretty good time? All right. So before we leave, we'll do that. Um, and did you want to? Yeah, but you go ahead and you can say you came out. I don't think so. But okay, well. Nah, we're going to pick that back up. Yeah, so we'll so then the next time that we have our discussion, then we'll pick up on whatever AJ has to say. I hope he writes it down. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so thank you all for coming. Anybody have anything they want to add or? All right, cool. So I'll extend the same thing that we did last time. You guys can contact myself or AJ if you have any suggestions, anything that you want to add, anything that you remember that you want us to bring up in the next session. And uh, we'll go from there. I do have something to add. Okay. Um, for those who are still and haven't had the, the long, the eight, 15, 18 years in those, for me, I stuck in it because. Um, that was a question I had for you, too. Thank you. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I checked all the boxes, yeah. meaning that I put all of my efforts into this marriage, yeah. although there were obstacles, because they're going to be. So for me, I wanted to make sure if I walked away, although I had two kids, that I can say, I did this. There was no what if. So although I went through what I went through, I want to make sure in my heart <laughs> that I did all that I can do. Because I believe in you know what I had to. We, 
say it in front of everybody, witness, yeah. you know, through sick, help, through everything. So that that's, I think it, it lasts. And I almost was like, yo, I'm done. <laughs> but um, that's how it, I guess, kept as long as it did. So that was. <laughs> Well, we can wrap it up on that note. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. All right, so.